Hi, all. I'm Dan Smegrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Thursday, October 28th, 2021, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. We have an awesome show for you today, Captured 3D, Captured Creator Studio for Targeting Retail, Museums, Events, and Education. And uh, here to tell us about that is Stephen Kunis. Stephen is the founder and CEO of Captured. Hey, Stephen, good to see you again. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me back. It's great to be here. Look, really looking forward to this episode. Awesome. And I, I'm excited to learn about Captured Creator Studio. But before we do, how about an overview of Captured for our, our viewers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Captured's been... Uh, being built, I guess, for the past six years now. Uh, and it's a strong focus on providing tools that help any MSP or anyone working with Matterport to extend the value, not only to their customers, but also make their lives more efficient. So these things include um, custom floor plans uh, that include site plans, <clears throat> 3D floor plans with colors and logos, um, everything at a single price, which is really uh, efficient and turned around within 12 hours. Uh, photo retouching, so optimizing photos, brighter grasses and um, skies and all the rest of it. Uh, we have a scheduling and booking form, so you can uh, automate your bookings and actually collect payment um, all through our system and all automatically. Uh, branding overlays, which we've gone through in different episodes. I think all of these things we've gone through in different episodes of your show before. Uh, so we have our branding overlays, our one-page website, and our one-page website template builder. Um, and we've also got our client portal, so you can invite clients into the system in itself. Uh, and the whole past year, we've been focusing on the SDK and API features, which we're going to be going through today, which has all been bundled into our Creator Studio. And that, <clears throat> excuse me, connects to our augmented reality app as well, which is AR Connect. And so everything we do go through today, um, we'll be showing the web version, but it is also available in augmented reality. Awesome. I would add two things to that, uh, Stephen. Uh, First, uh, uh, sign up today, free account for Captured. Use the We Get Around Network affiliate link, wgan.info forward slash captured, C-A-P-T-U-R-3-D, and receive a $90 Captured credit to take uh, Captured for a spin. Obviously, many different services to, to uh uh, to try. I think of Capture as a Swiss army knife uh, for Matterport overlay services. Uh, and yes, you've been on the show uh, multiple times. Uh, and uh, for those that are interested in a, a deeper dive, we've done seven strategies to sell floor plans as an add-on with Captured, uh, augmented reality of Matterport spaces powered by Captured, uh, DYI virtual staging of Matterport spaces powered by Captured. Uh, we've had another guest on talking about how to uh, DYI virtually stage a Matterport tour using Captured 3D. That was by new interior solutions founder, online interior designer, Francesca Tassolini. Uh, if you want to see any of those shows, go to the We Get Around Network forum, wganforum.com in the search box. If you just type in captured, C-A-P-T-U-R-3-D, and the word transcript, uh, it'll pop up all those shows that I've just mentioned. Uh, or if you're interested even in a deeper dive, look for the tag section and just uh, select the uh, tag captured, C-A-P-T-U-R-3-D. Uh, Stephen, a lot to talk about today. Um, maybe where we could begin with Captured 3D Creator Studio, perhaps is show us a finished Matterport space that shows some of the Captured Creator Studio features, and, and then we'll maybe go into a deep dive of how do you actually do that? Yeah, absolutely. As I go to share my screen here, the example that I'm going to be uh, showing here is an, a museum example. But as we go through today, we're going to be talking about different industries uh, and how some of these features can assist with it. And so some of the things that you'll see as I move through here, um, and I'm just going to quickly stop talking so you can hear the location-based audio to begin with, because there is a starting point here. I'm just going to click it on for one second. So, Stephen, I don't actually hear anything, so I don't know, perhaps when you shared screen, uh, we needed to check the box that said share audio. Uh -huh, that may have been the reason. Do you, want, do you want to try and take it off screen share? Go, go back in, go slowly, look for that little check box for audio. Share sound. Optimize video. Fantastic. All right, let's try. 
We acknowledge the Gadigal and Gadigalian, who are the owners and custodians of the land on which this exhibition is built. Is that coming through okay that time, Dan? Yes, yes. Perfect. So that was the um, audio, and as I move through the space, um, it's got different audio backgrounds um, to show uh, the different pieces and provide ambience into the area in itself. You'll see here, there's the, your standard matter tags, but also our custom tags. And we'll go through how we build these, the icons and the different availabilities within them as well um, through this program today. This Excuse one's me. just an audio. Excuse me, Stephen, is the audio triggered as I walk and I stand on a scan point or do I actually need to click on the audio icon that I see? So there are two different uh, types of audio, which we'll go through today. The um, location-based audio is based on where you move. And then these points here are for the exhibition itself that have um, uh, for uh, accessibility purposes for reading tags and things like that um, from the uh, space itself. And so we'll go through okay. both of them. Today. Looks like a great use case for a museum. Absolutely. So this is a um, media embed, so video wall all aligned as well. And so this is just making it feel as if you're actually there. This also is viewable in the dollhouse if we come out into this point here. And so it's all visible within that area. Um, as we continue so that's amazing. So instead of using a matter tag to do a video embed uh, where it pops up, you've actually embedded the, the video within the Matterport tour and sized it accordingly. Correct, yes. Um, and there's a few different ways that this can be used. Um, museums, again, is a really good example and that's why I'm um, showing it. The one that was there played automatically on loop, but we also have the ability like these two to click and play. Um, and again, they do have audio with them. I've just muted it at the moment um, and having the spaces within it. And so having, providing the different tools to your end user and we'll go through these different settings um, today as well. So that's custom tags, that's audio and that's media embed. There is one last one, if I can find the egg room. And here, so within this space, we've also placed 3D assets and so, um, you mentioned before that we did a DIY virtual staging um, episode not too long ago. Um, it's the same tech that's just been optimized. And rather than having couches and things, we've actually got uh, 3D scans of these precious eggs from um, Indigenous Australians uh, that have been created. And now you can see them in a much larger format sitting within that space itself as well. And so that's that. So that's the virtual staging part, um, the tags, the audio, and the media embed. Um, should we dive into showing how it's all done? Uh, yep, that sounds great. So um, I've prepared a, <clears throat> a standard property here for us to, to play with today and edit. It's just a, a house, but everything that we go through um, is applicable to, to any space that you've captured with a Matterport. We're seeing a lot more um, recently, uh, museums, galleries, um, and the like being created within our tool set. Uh, and maybe towards the end, I'll see if I can find one. Uh, a lot of people doing virtual galleries now as well. So scanning a, an empty space and then virtually hanging the furniture. So for those of you who are new to uh, Captured and our series of episodes, this is Captured, what we're looking at here in the back end. Um, this is where all of the fun and excitement happens. As you can see, we've got all of our different tabs for the tour, the assets, that's where the photos and floor plans live, our one-page website, our augmented reality tool, analytics, and all the property info. Today, we're going to be focusing on the Creator Studio. So you can see here on the right-hand menu, um, we've got the Creator Studio button. And if we jump into Creator Studio, it's going to take over our screen and dive us straight into editing the space. Um, Beautiful. So the first thing that it's landing us on here is virtual staging. So um, what I'm going to do is jump through the property here into this space. Let me know if it's coming through okay, because sometimes when I'm doing staging on a screen share, it doesn't Perfect. always nicely. Beautiful. So in this room, it's quite empty, obviously. Um, we've got different ways of being able to select assets, but I would like a bed to put in here. And so let's find a 
this bunk bed should do. I click on the bunk bed and I can see the outline of where it's going to land. And if I put it on the wall, you can see it's tracing the wall as well. So I'm just going to place it on the floor here. Once it's placed, um, I can move it quite easily, left and right. And you can see that it will get cut into the different areas. And I can also resize it if it's not quite the size that I would like it to be. So I can bring it down to being a little bit smaller um, and then making sure that it's in the corner of the room. When I click off of it, all of the colors and the textures come into play. And so it's really easy to um, place an asset as you've seen in there. Um, we've got hundreds of assets here that we can move through. So let's say I would like to put a this sofa bed, which looks like a couch more to me. Um, this is another really good example. So we've placed an asset here and it's facing the wrong direction. Clicking the rotation button down here in the corner, I can rotate the asset to where I'd like it to go and then move it into place like we did with the bed. And then placing it in the back there. Click off and the textures come in. So um, these assets here that I'm showing you through, I'll just move back to this point here. Um, we've got hundreds, if not thousands of assets now. Um, and if I jump out of this and we can go through the different categories. So appliances, bathroom, bedroom, uh, decor, kitchen, lighting, seating, uh, storage tables. And these are some of the newer ones that we may not have gone through last time. Um, I was on the show, which is workstations, collaboration, boards, technology, plants, outdoor and vehicles. And so um, we've gone more from real estate to commercial real estate to offices and now to a little bit more um, uniqueness within the space. I think what I would say on this piece of the captured uh, creator studio, uh, I, I would refer our, our viewers to the, the full length show that you did specifically on this topic, DYI virtual staging of Matterport spaces powered by captured unless there was something that was like uh, burning that's new since we did that show back in February that you wanted to show us? Uh, not not quite new, but um, just the last part there is uh, just placing those assets there. These are all supplied. Obviously you can upload um, and this is all now got built in functionality. So being compressed. Uh, so things that you're not seeing, but we're working on in the background is compressing and optimizing these assets so that they work on mobile um, within uh, the environment and as best as possible on all pieces there. There are going to be a couple of surprises coming in the very near future, um, which I can't give too much away for right now, but this logo might, for those of you in the know, um, and that will be released very, very soon, but that is virtual staging. So I'll move into the next room and we can stage it with the next um, feature that we've got available here, if you'd like. So the next one in um, across here is media embedding. And so you saw it in the example uh, that I just showed you from the museum where you can easily embed a uh, video wall or a image anywhere in the space. So um, a nice blank wall works as a great canvas for any of these sort of things. So I'm going to upload um, a video here. Uh, no, it works. I haven't got one. Let's see if I can find a image. Oh, re reminder that you can set up a free captured account. Uh, use the WGAN affiliate link, wgan.info forward slash captured, C-A-P-T-U-R-3-D, and you'll receive a $90 captured credit when you set up an account for the first time. Perfect. Um... So what I've done here is I've uploaded an image. It can be any image. In this instance, I've just grabbed one from my computer, which happens to be a floor plan um, of this property. Uh, as you can see, again, I've got a tracer so I can see where I'm placing this. And as I drop it in, I've now got an image. This is just a static image on the wall. And so rather than putting something in a, a matter tag, you can now bring it forward and bring it over the top. So this could be either a static image like you're showing us or a video. Correct. Yeah, I'm just trying to find a video on my computer. I thought I'd prepared one earlier, but it looks like it's in the wrong format. Um, the other part to this is also resizing as well. And so being able to resize. So if I click on this image. Okay. So what um, formats do, does the video need to be in? Uh, MP4 is what we recommend uh, for the best use case for it. Okay. So um, let me in, just in fact, I don't know if this is a great solution or not. Uh, I'm not that sophisticated when it comes to video, but I had a challenge where I had a .mov file and I needed it to, to be a .mp4 file. 
I uploaded it to Vimeo and then it let me download. Uh, as an MP4? As an MP4 file, yeah. Interesting. Um, let me quickly see what this one is on VLC. Hopefully you can't see me mapping around. London! Amazing. No. Okay. Um, all my videos seem to be mobs. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Give me one second. So I, I know your tech team is watching and, and they're going to look at this and go, oh, we need to either accept additional formats or we need to be able to offer a converter service. A converter service is very good. A very good idea. Yes. But the, at least there's a workaround with using uh, Vimeo to, to up, upload one file format and get it down as a different one. Yeah. All right. Perfect. I have found one that we can use. All right. So let's jump in. <clears throat> so let's find a nice wall here. Another one on the other side. Do you have any recommendation in terms of file size? Uh, for video, um, resolution, length? So the, it depends on the um, experience that you're curating. We do have a file size limit that you can see here, which is hundred megabytes uh, for a single asset. And that's both for the 3D assets that we do virtual staging with, images or videos. Uh, and the reason for that is for compression purposes. So in the background, we're compressing and optimizing everything that's uploaded. So. Uh, when you load a virtual tour, it's not loading everything at once and breaks everything, which you may have seen in the past. It's loading things as it becomes viewable and it's optimized for the device that it's on. And so uh, what we recommend is uploading the best version of your content, as long as it's under 100 megabytes, and then our system will be able to take, take it on and do what it does best. So if I was to place this video on top of the fireplace, let's have a look here. See if I can jump back here. Might be better to move this one and that one. So as you can see there on the right-hand side, I just easily deleted um, the pieces as well. So super flexible in the way that things work. Again, I can make these bigger. Um, so if I put that to two on the right-hand side, it's gonna make it twice as big. Media. Um, and so I've placed this media on the wall um, because we're in the edit mode, it's not going to let me play the video. And that's on purpose because we're needing to be able to move it around. If you did want to see it, um, we have a preview function. But before we get there, there's a couple extra settings that I quickly wanted to go through. Everything that I'm playing with here on the bottom right-hand corner is all around the position, the rotation, and the size of the asset itself. And we have complete flexibility in terms of the decimals that you can move towards, but we understand as well that this is not for everyone. And so we have these simple buttons down here that you could easily just drag and pull um, pieces around. So whether it's rotating, scaling it, or positioning it on the wall. The other part here is the settings. And this becomes really useful. And I showed a couple of those examples in the museum where um, one was auto-playing and another um, was on a click play. And so there's three options here that we make available that uh, our providers can make use of. So the video plays on loop. And so once it starts playing, it continues playing. Um, there's a whole bunch of different reasons why you might want this as a um, background um, video wall playing in the background. But in some cases, you just want that video to play once. Um, otherwise it could get repetitive depending on the space that you're in. Um, autoplay. And so there's a few options here. So off is what you saw in the museum example where there was a play button on the wall and you click play and it starts standard video. Uh, on view is something that I, I really like. And so once that video comes into view of the person that's in the tour, then it will start playing automatically without them having to touch anything. Before that and after that, it's just going to pause and just wait. And on start means when the, when the tour loads, the videos will also load and be automatically playing when the person gets there. And that was that first video section that I showed in the museum. Um, you could see it playing from a while away. And as I moved towards it, um, it obviously was more prominent in itself. For this one, I'm going to have it on um, view. We'll put it on and then audio. And so um, does this video have audio? Um, and you can turn that on and off. And so it could be muted um, and you can have it muted on start. We do recommend that because um, 
depending on the different settings that you have on the video, if the person in the tour starts hearing audio and they don't know where it comes from, uh, it could be quite disorientating. And so um, having those different options there are available, but again, there's times that this is useful and that's why we've provided it as an option. And then spatial audio um, as an option there as well. And so as you move closer to that media, the audio is gonna get louder and the further you get away, the more um, dull the audio will be. Do you have any questions, um, Dan, on those? Well, things? first, I, I would congratulate your, your tech team. <laughs> that is awesome. And uh, I'm looking at the interface, and it, it certainly looks simple enough. Uh, so uh, I, supp I suppose I'd like to see a preview of, of the video. Perfect. And so um, we're going to click a save as draft here, making sure that it's all saved up. And then a little icon here to preview. It's going to open up the tour itself. We're going to do this a few times today with the different examples. Um, you see here as well, uh, web standards dictate that if you have audio on your website, you have to let the person know that's arriving there. It's just good user behavior because let's say someone's in a library and you've got a really loud audio track. And they didn't know there was going to be audio. All of a sudden it starts blaring. That's not what they want. And so um, we've got a splash screen. This is all editable as well. And I'll show you where you can edit this um, when we get to the audio section. So you can edit these titles and everything around it. Um, as we go through. So I'm going to click start with audio. Nothing should be playing because obviously there's nothing here. As we move through the space, we should see our staging that we did in the first room. <clears throat> we move into this second one. And we've got our video. Hello, darling. How are you? You can see that started as I moved in. And as I look away, it pauses. So this is on view feature. Look back. Pause. If I if I stood on the scan, it's in the doorway. Is that considered I'm in the view? If if your view of on the screen looks at it, then it will start. So if I turn here, we'll grab it. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so amazing. That's awesome. I said we had an awesome show for you today. That that is awesome. Yeah. Um, and so that. Just going back for those of you who um, are watching. So they're the settings that I used on this one. So the video would play on loop. So it will continue to play over. Um, I've got it on view and that was the example I just showed, right? So if I change this now to um, just off and I save this again. Do you, do you have a, a, an auto save that, that's happening as well or? There are um, auto saves in the background, but our system also doesn't let you exit um, unless you choose to save or not save. And so there's a few different um, fail saves within that process. Um, the reason why we've got that button and the team's actually working on a more updated version of this at the moment is because it's saving across five different or four different um, pieces. Uh, and it's quite technically challenging for our team, uh, but where we've got a really good solution uh, coming up very shortly for that as well, uh, because there's got to be different um, iterations for different drafts and things. So you could have multiple versions of the same property. So if we jump back into this room now, I've turned off that autoplay. As you can see, it's a standard video wall. You got a play button there. Um, really straightforward. I click on it. It's going to play. Um, and so that's really quickly how I can change. I'm just confused on one thing there. On the, I'm looking at a rectangle, but what was playing was a square within a white space. Was that actually what the video was? It is the full rectangle, but only a portion of the video was playing? Yeah, so the video itself, and apologies, I had curated a much better video, but it was just in the wrong file type. Um, that is the video itself. And so it's got that wide rectangle. If your video was of a square um, and your aspect ratio, what you upload into our system will play in that aspect ratio. I, I think I missed actually seeing you move the video wall and resize the video wall. Yeah, so um, if I want to bring it into a different location here, um, all these so arrows. Click click and drag on the arrow to go up or the arrow yep. to go right. And there yep. actually is one to bring it off the wall. Yeah, off the wall yep. or even through the wall. So always finding that nice sweet spot on the wall. Um, and then the resizing side is within the scale. So if I click on that um, and let's say I make it bigger. So I could end up taking over a whole wall and we have seen these in the past. Um, these are also really good use cases, but we're also for the um, image embed for, um, if I grab that image again and place it on the wall, is for um, covering things up. I know we've got the blur tool available, but it can be a little bit 
um, finicky sometimes. And if you wanted to cover, let's say, a family photo um, from a real estate point of view, because uh, they don't want their family photo in there, obviously, uh, it becomes a lot easier to do it with an image overlay. And so you can place a different image on top of the family. And then that's available on every sweep that's looking at it, including the dollhouse. And so you don't have to go through and blur each individual image in itself. Um, if we go back to here, to my media, I might make this a touch smaller, pretty big now. Um, right. So this is really awesome because previously you would need to put it in a matter tag and then click on the matter tag. Now, boom, it's on the wall and you got lots of options. You want it to immediately play, immediately uh, that uh, you need to hit a play button or that you're approaching it, uh, it's really, it's awesome. It's very, I, I think what you've done there is you've, you've created magic and, and creating magic is hard work. So you've, you've, you've taken, your team has, um, I, I guess I would describe it, it's hard work making it look so easy. And, and so what we're looking at is, oh, well, that's easy. Uh, but I'm sure that was incredibly hard work for your team to actually execute. So uh, congratulations to your team, it's awesome. Yeah, massive congratulations to the team. Um, the amount of hours that they put into thinking about the UX around this and making it as simple as possible. Um, these, what we're going through today, are quite technical um, examples because uh, if anyone that works in animation or within 3D um, art creations, there's a lot of software tools out there like Maya and 3ds Max, which are really complicated and where we get a lot of our um, thinking from, but trying to make it as simple as possible for anyone to make use of is where... Uh, as you said, the magic kind of really happens. And um, yeah, massive kudos to the team itself. So that's Meteor Embed um, <clears throat> in a really small nutshell. Um, we're going to be continuing to build this out with a few other um, interesting features in the near future. But right now, it's at a really nice point um, around just being able to place things really quickly. And you could do this super quickly um, and just go through a house and move those things through itself. So that in the top left, it says video, but that's because you've clicked on the video icon. If you went to the icon below that, that video camera, then it's going to say images. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Is, and then is, does audio show up in the same place or audio is actually implemented in a different place? Yeah, okay. So audio is implemented in a different way and um, because it's different styles of integration. We'll go through that in a second. Um, it's a really good point here. So the video icon at the top here, the um, and then image one, we do have another one coming in very shortly, um, which is known as volumetric video. Uh, so it's a 3D capture of an individual or an avatar being able to be placed into a space. And so you'll see that be populated here in the near future as well. Cool. So, uh, so once I upload images and video, is that in a library that is for this tour only, or is that available to my other tours as well? So this, um, each time you upload an image or a video, it's associated to the property itself um, at the moment. Uh, but we are taking requests, and if there is a need for having an asset gallery, that is something that we will definitely look into. Uh, it also pulls in assets from your... Um, your property page and captured. So uh, we didn't go through this page uh, today, but everything that we save then sits um, in the assets page as well. So you can make use of. And so you can see those two things that I've uploaded here uh, available in our property page in itself. Cool. Uh, do you, the video that you showed us, do, do you think of that as custom matter tags or is that, that yet something different? That's something different again. Yeah. So this is just media embedding. Um, custom tags allows us to change the icons and put in different functionality, which we'll get through um, at the end because I'm going from right to left up here. So staging, media. Um, should we dive into audio? Um, yes. Great. Now? So audio, as I mentioned before, has um, slightly different integration in itself. And so um, what it does is it pulls up all the audio sweeps so we can select different areas to operate on. So I'm gonna upload a couple audio files and this one I did test, so I know it's gonna work. Um, While you're doing that, what, what I would do is, is to challenge our viewers, uh, you know, think retail, museums, events, and education uh, in terms of vertical. So as Stephen is, is showing media embeds of photos or media embeds of video or adding audio, say, oh, what, how does that trigger for you uh, uh, an existing client of how you may help or a potential client because of this particular uh, feature that Captured's offering. 
Yeah, exactly. And right. You may have some ideas too as you're uh, going through adding elements. I, I think your museum is a great example, which probably fires on all cylinders of embedding photos, video, audio, and custom matter tags. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Museums are going to be one of those um, examples that will make the most out of all of the features. Um, but each of these could be used in so many different ways. Um, as you can see, I'm using a backdrop of a normal property. Uh, and we showed you an example to begin with, with the audio within a museum. But what I've actually curated here is an example of how audio could be used in real estate. Um, and so providing a guided tour, but a guided tour could be for anything. So whether it's real estate, retail, um, a gallery and a museum hearing the artists, um, it's just super simple. So what I was doing um, as we were speaking just then, Dan, was uploading four different um, audio files. And what I did was I actually recorded this audio myself off my phone and then uploaded it into Caption. Um, what I can do here is at the entrance, if I click plus, and we have two options here. And so a background track, and um, on the scans. And so a background track is an ambient audio track that will play no matter where you are within a property. Um, pretty straightforward, right? We're putting a audio file on a um, URL and it will start playing. The scans is where it's really interesting. Um, and from a Matterport point of view, really, really useful. So if I click on scans here, um, I can now click on the scans that I'd like this to be playable on. So as an entrance, I would like it to play on all of the sweeps that are out the front of this property into the front door. And then just clicking save by the, um, sorry, done by clicking the tick button down here. Um, I can see that the sweeps or the scan points that I've associated that audio to, audio tour to, um, is all available there. And so when a, a user is standing on any of these sweeps, they're gonna hear the audio that I've um, recorded in that instance. And then um, if I just do it quickly, so to show you uh, how it transitions, if I do this bedroom one, so a scientist scans again, and I select all of the um, sweeps that uh, in that bedroom, and you can see they're different colors as well to help you associate as you're moving through this. Um, we work quite closely with a lot of museums. And so it's important for us to be able to see this at a high level. Um, I'll click save again. The last couple here I'll quickly do just to round it all on off is within the dining room. So this is the dining room here. As you can see, the labels have provided that. Uh, and last but not least is the living uh, scans. And don't worry, we'll go through this again in a um, little bit more detail once I show you how it actually works. And so, um, oh, my apologies, click the button. So now you can see that we've got uh, four main areas here, the front, the bedroom, the dining room, and the living and kitchen area. And you can see all of the associated sweeps here on the right-hand side for it as well. I'm gonna save this as a draft again, and we're gonna jump into the preview so you can hear what this sounds like. Again, we're gonna be met with the, um, the sign that says we've got some audio in this tour. Welcome to 297 Napier Street. Come inside this beautiful property and take a look around. Welcome to 297 Napier Street. That's on loop. Come inside this. Um, and we can show you how to turn that off in a moment. Um, and so now it's gone quiet because I'm no longer on those sweeps. And if you remember, this is where I started the bedroom right. sweep. It went a little bit fast for me. Could we, could we go back up this to the dollhouse? This is one of two bedrooms in this house with beautiful sunlight. The dollhouse? Yeah. And back to the entrance, please. Beautiful property oh. and take a so, look around. So no matter where I fly in, if I hit one of those um, scan points that is that has been set up as a trigger for the entrance audio, it'll launch it. So whether I started the tour on the first scan or I came in through the dollhouse or I came in through a floor plan view and I hit any of those, it's going to trigger it. That's correct. Yeah, I've just got it on mute now so that we can have a conversation. Okay. If I take this off, Street. come inside this beautiful property and take a look around. It doesn't matter where you move within this space, you're going to be fed that audio. And um, it, it will either uh, loop or not loop. And if it doesn't, if and either way, if I'm walking from one scan point to the other, it's not going to stop and start playing it again. 
Correct. Yeah. So um, on these sweeps all in front of us here on the screen, including this one here that my mouse is on now, this all has the entrance audio in it. I purposefully left this sweep here without any audio and then the bedroom audio will start on that sweep. And so if I move down this hallway, I'll turn the audio on. You can hear the audio fade out, pause, and then move into the next one as we move through that space. So, so welcome to 297 Napier Street. Come inside this beautiful property and take a look around. It's right there, there's nothing. And as soon as you jump onto the next sweep. Coming in from the main room. So I think what I'm hearing there is a best practice is, is one of to have a scan point that doesn't have audio. So when you walk from one piece of audio and I'm not interested in hearing it to the end, at least it'll fade down before I get to the next one beginning to play. Yeah, correct. And even if you did have two audio um, streams right next to each other, uh, the way that it's been built is that it's not going to just abruptly stop one and start another because that's not a nice experience. It does fade down. So it's got second fade down, second fade up. And so you'll get these gradual fades moving through the space in any case. So do you still recommend putting at least one scan point without audio? It, it depends on the space, right? So if we're looking back at this, if I click on these ones again, um, it will... Restart this for a second. I just want to bring those scan points up again. Great. So it um, depends on the space that you're working within. I think um, it didn't make sense for me to put a bedroom audio on that sweep because you can't see the audio on number eight, but maybe I could have left the... Um, the entrance ones in there. And so hypothetically, let's say that that's what we wanted to do. We've tested it out. We're like, well, actually we want to have the entrance um, audio there. So clicking on the entrance uh, audio and then clicking on that one again, it's just that simple to include it in, in that stream now. And so being able to edit this is super, super easy um, around the different pieces that we've got. And so um, the other part as well that we were discussing a moment ago, um, other settings. And so we've got them down here at the bottom. And so this is set on the scans, obviously, and we've got it on loop. I'm going to turn the loop off. Um, and so it only plays once. And so if you're in this audio, uh, it will play that audio once welcoming you and it won't play it again until you move out. If you move back into it, it will start again, but it won't just sit there looping constantly. There are instances where you want that like ambient sounds in a certain part, but for this, um, we'll keep it like that as well. File uh, formats that are acceptable for audio. Uh, MP3 is what we currently accept. Um, and so it's a pretty um, ex widely accepted uh, format. And is, the, the, uh, is the limitation on the file size, is that based on individual audio clips or is that based on the total number of audio clips? Uh, there are, are no limits on the audio side of things just because uh, the file sizes are um, usually quite small, but everything on Capture does have a hundred megabyte um, file size, but I, I don't see a video reaching that. Sorry, uh, audio. No, no audio, okay. Um, the last part here is this description. So I mentioned before that uh, we have those pop-ups at the start to let people know that there's audio in the space. We have it with default. This tool has sounds to enhance your experience, but we can change this to testing to see. Um, again, we'll save and we'll jump back in to this example. So you see the, the text has changed to what we're seeing, testing to sync. I'm gonna start. Welcome to 297 Napier Street. Come inside this beautiful property and take a look around. And because we turned it off loop, we're only gonna hear it once. And we place it on that one as we move through the next one. This first bedroom is one of two bedrooms in this house with beautiful sunlight so awesome. coming in from the main. And then as, as soon as I jump off of it, it's going to go away. Um, I didn't put any audio in here. Um, so that's fine. As we move through here, the dining one will start here. This property has a separate dining and living room allowing for two separate living spaces. This is the beautiful dining room in front of us here and moving through to the kitchen and living room into the other um, area. And then as I move, as you can see, this is an integrated kitchen and lounge area, beautiful for entertaining and great for any family environment. 
Um, and as you can see, it was pretty easy for us within, what, a couple minutes to uh, place those audio, or not even a couple minutes, place those audio sweeps in that space. And now we've curated a pretty amazing experience. And again, this one was uh, an example that we did for real estate because that's the property that we're working with. But you can see how this could be useful for um, museums. Uh, all museums, or a fair portion of them at least, have those um, guided audio tours that are usually done by Bluetooth beacons. They've already got that content. And usually the content is some of the most expensive part to, to get. And so if you're working with museums or galleries and they've got that information, um, be able to integrate it as an additional offering to what you're actually providing them um, as a line item. So you're able to charge more. We can bring in your audio, have it curated within that space. Uh, similarly with uh, retail, we've seen a few retail stores making use of this, more so in the background audio rather than the sweeps. And so a lot of retail stores like to play the right audio for their audience. Um, and being able to put that on, um, into the space is super, super easy. There's actually um, the, if I was to um, change this, for instance, to a background track um, down here on the right-hand corner, you can see that what it would do is it would play that audio over the entire property, including the dollhouse and floor plan, uh, if I chose it to. But um, obviously, today focusing on the location-based audio. That's awesome. And that, that question comes up frequently in the We Get Around Network forum. How do I add audio? How do I add audio for the entire tour? How do I add audio for one scan point? So uh, uh, captured 3D, captured has figured it out. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And you can see just being able to um, choose your different scan points. Super, we're trying to make this as, as easy as possible. Um, and we're not going to be going through it today, but everything that we are showing works in um our AR Connect app, which again, we've gone through before on a um, separate episode. So now by having augmented reality and audio, um, you can move through the house or the property or the museum and hear the audio that you've placed within this space as well. Um, Do you think Captured will be adding some royalty-free music libraries options? Uh, it's a good point, actually. Um, it hasn't come up as a request, but it's definitely something that we can look into. Uh, we could definitely get access to different libraries for background audios and things for sure. One thing that we are looking at building in <clears throat> at the moment to make our customers' lives a lot easier is a record button. So you can actually record your audio within here um, and have it saved directly into one of these pieces. Um, when I did this yesterday, it was quite easy. I just used the voice memo on my phone and then uploaded it to my computer, but it's a, a couple steps, right? And so being able to do it um, straight into Capture, I think is going to be super useful into the future. Cool. Beautiful. So that's the audio side of things that we've gone through. So we went through virtual staging in the first room. We did some media embed in the second room. We did audio across uh, a fair chunk of the property. And the last one we're going to show through today is custom matter tags. So we are all pretty well versed, I'd assume, on what matter tags can provide from Matterport. And what our team did was reinvent them in a certain way. Uh, things that we would like to see in tags and how we would like to use them. The first thing that you'll see here um, to begin with creating a tag. So you can create matter tags or custom tags as we call them um, straight into captured. Why this is important versus doing any Matterport is because you could use the same base tour. And I've used this exact tour that we're working on right now hundreds of times um, and place different tags on them in each different captured tour uh, and you won't need to replicate the Matterport tour. Uh, so keeping your hosting costs down in Matterport. And so different layers for different pieces. Um, well, I think I might hear something else on that too, because I, I might process my tour. It comes back and I'm not happy with it. I need to reprocess it and I'm not happy with it. I'm going to trim it again and I'm going to reprocess it. Uh, if I was doing matter tags, I'm going to lose all my matter tags every time I, I think the example is you add the matter tags, you enhance it, you send it to the client and the client says, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. But there's just one thing I'd like to change is I, I think you need to trim that little speck off. And if you go submit that back to Matterport, you lose all your matter tags on that new model. And I think what I'm hearing is if I use captured for adding the matter tags or the custom tags, then I could reprocess that model over and over again and not have to go redo my tags again because I have a captured overlay uh, and I might have even for the same property captured overlay one, two, three, four, five uh, for different reasons. And, and so you've, you've solved yet another problem by 
the way you've handled it. Is that right? Uh, yes and no. So if you were to upload um, a tour and then reprocess and then re-upload a new one, you'd still have to go place those tags into the new one um, because it's a, it's a separate baseline file. But as Matterport released their trim tool uh, earlier this week, uh, hopefully that's going to come a lot less often for everyone um, around. This is more so for, let's say, we'll go use the museum example again. And you have a beautiful tour uh, scanned gallery uh, and your client wants to have it in five different languages. So rather than you um, duplicating that exact same tour five times in Matterport and putting your tags in, in five different languages um, for that, you only need that tour in Matterport once and you bring it into Captured five times. And then you can have each of those language sections in Captured separate. Um, and so it's saving you hosting limit on the Matterport side. Yeah, I, I see that in, in, in so many different ways because for, for education, you might have one set of tags for students and you might have a different set of tags for teachers. You might have yet a third tag for administrators. Uh, someone wants to know about safety issues and, and it's not for the students, it's, it's, it's annotation re- related to all the safety measures that are in school, just picking an example. Event yep. space might be configured five different ways. So here are the tags that explain it for banquet, for, uh, for wedding, for bar mitzvah, for whatever special event and what's unique about that space for that particular. So an, an overlay for each of the kinds of events Uh, uh, And as you mentioned, museums, Mm. Uh, retail, I could imagine that there's a overlay for uh, not just for for people who are purchasing, but a different overlay for employees where they're talking about, uh, you know, merchandising and and what was done and why it was done and why it looks this way. So for training and education purposes. Yeah, we actually did that exact example for um, a hardware company here in Australia um, where they scanned a, a number of their their stores and they're quite large and rather than having to reprocess them they've got one tour that's dedicated for employee onboarding so understanding the space they've got one that's forward facing to the end customer and then there's one available for facility management and so um, in each one of those obviously different information is required in the tags in the way it's presented and who has access to it facility management one for instance is password protected but the other two are publicly available and obviously the information within there is different so um it's okay. awesome. I, I apologize. I, I took you away from uh, sh- showing us custom tags. Yeah, not a problem at all. Um, it's just, yeah, one of those things where create once, sell multiple times. It's always the theory that we like to bring back because you can create so much value out of the single tool that we have. Um, so going back to the example, I'm going to click add tag. Um, it's very familiar, right? It's a matter tag right now. Nothing's changed. And so placing in a matter tag within this space, this should also look pretty familiar um, from what we are all used to when we're placing matter tags. So um testing a tag if it wants to work that'd be great testing tag um there's a few options here and we'll go through them in a moment um media uh is exactly what it sounds like we do have a little bit more functionality in our tags compared to matter tags in the fact that we can change um uh, put bold italics um, cut throughs we can link directly in you can have bullet points um so if i just uh this for a second and it's just like a word doc i can number them bullet point them indent them outdent them and so you've got that customization within that frame uh, i know a lot of people do a lot of this customization in a word doc and then copy it straight in to um, the matter tags if you are even doing this sort of thing but we've brought that functionality into this space in itself um, again adding a media link exactly the same as matterport youtube um, vimeo um, your bitly links anything to do with your media Uh, It all makes complete sense, right? Where it gets a little bit more interesting and something that I really like about this is the website embedding. So we can now embed a a website directly into the matter tag. Right now, you are probably used to having a hyperlink that takes you out of the tour. The purpose of this is to keep people in the tour itself, whether it's retail. So you could have the e-commerce page within that um, tag itself. Uh, Museum showing the artist's uh, website uh, or real estate showing the real estate agent's website. Um, I'll just grab this website here, which is one of our partners. I've got permission to use. Um, testing a website. Doesn't like me doing it today. Web test. And I'll save that. 
Great. So in the preview, it's not going to show anything. Um, again, it's because we're in the edit mode for it. Um, before I do show the preview, I do want to go through one last thing around the, the icon itself. So we've connected this up into a database of thousands of different um, icons. So if I click on this icon here, you can see uh, a handful of different options. But um, why don't you give me something to search here, Dan, see if I can find it. Caution. Caution. Get that load in for a second. Did I spell that right? Yeah, I spelled that right. Maybe there's no caution. Maybe you stumped me. I don't know. That's probably not a good good example, but I, I thought video, audio, photo, uh, an icon. I saw an icon pop up, so it sounds like I can do custom uh, tags, uh, thus custom tags. Yeah, absolutely. So um, exactly right. So being able to select from one of our thousands or as you saw here, custom tags. Um, and so being able to upload your own, obviously there's no caution ones that we've got there. So um, Ikea in custom tags. Ikea, um, we've got a, um, a few different examples that we did for a Nike store that we put together. Um, and so you can even upload your client's logos as the icon itself on the tags. Oh, that's um, awesome. So on that upload, is there a certain size? Is there a limitation? Is there a file format? Yeah, so I'll, I'll quickly drop that in so you can see it there. Um, you need to be really careful with these tags and uh, it takes a little bit of back and forth because the image is going to be compressed into a really small circle. And so not all images and logos are going to look good in this. And so figuring it out and playing with it um, it, at this one here at the moment is circular, but going back to that design page. Um, but if I have a choice, do I want to begin with something that's the 32 pixels by 32 pixels, 16 pixels by 16 pixels, or 200 pixels by 200 pixels? Uh, 16 by 16 for the tag is probably going to be best to begin with. Um, and it, hopefully, if I can actually show where this is, um, you can actually change the circle to a square um, and also the different colors as well. So if I was to change this background color, hopefully you see this come through, find the right tag. Great. Um, and all that coming through on itself. And if I edit it. So if I quickly click preview here now, it's gonna show me a preview of the tag, which I've embedded, which is a website, which is nice. So I can see it works, but the best way to show this is actually to go in to the preview section to see what it looks like in the tour. Um, I'm going to start without audio just so we don't have to go through that whole audio piece again. But again, it's an option. You can see in the top right corner, it just mutes it. So there's always a mute button available. As I move through the space, you can see the tag that was placed. If I click on it, it's bringing up the website that I've embedded. And so now I'm keeping this individual in the tour. I'm not taking them to the website, um, but they're still getting access to that information that I'd like to show them. And it functions just like a normal website. So I can go to any of their pages, obviously, um, and it will take me to that spot and show me what's going on. So um, I really like this feature. I think it's got a lot of um, usability around it as well, um, just in that website part, just there. So I jump back into this for a second. Sorry, um, I moved pretty quickly there. Any questions? Well, I, I, as you said, I think there's lots of possibilities by being able to embed that page. Uh, and it's, it's really probably doing three things. One is it's, it, it's, it's keeping the viewer within the tour. Uh, two is it's enhancing the uh, experience. And three, it's probably transact. It, it, it probably enables transactions. So, uh, if you're actually, you know, looking at something, in, uh, maybe there was a piece of art on on the wall. Uh, mm -hmm. here, here's more information about it. The artist, I don't know, whatever it is. But then there's a, there's a, probably a call to action to buy it. And I'm presuming I could complete the transaction within that embedded web page without actually leaving the tour itself, if that was my preference. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so it's just. Um, it's creating a tool that allows creatives to be creative um, in our thinking. So um, we've, we've gone through a few examples together here, but I'm sure over time we're going to see a lot more use cases for this and I really can't wait to see it. Um, the last part on the, the tag as well, um, this is a big feature request for um, us is the billboard. So um, what we call the billboard is the thing that opens up when you click on the tag. Um, and so having the ability to change the sizes of it. So um, we had it on small, you can medium, large, you can even do full screen. So when someone clicks on the tag, we can take a full screen approach 
to what we're looking at. So um, if we go on that as an example, and you can change the background of these as well and the text color. And so if we wanted to change the text color within that space, um, we're providing pretty much all customization to that tag itself, um, whilst it doesn't always um, necessarily require it. So if I quickly do a preview here again of this one, so if I view this, I'll show you my preview. Now it's taking me full screen. And so we've got this background color, which we've made on red, if you remember, um, in that moment. And now I've got that website in full screen view. Um, again, editing it. So I'll show you how I've designed that. I've got that color there. Let's maybe pick a more dark-ish color, like a gray. Um, and full screen didn't really work. So let's go, let's see what medium looks like this purpose. So I'm going to say also it. like that I could type in a hex, a hex number in there that I saw. So that that's great for the, for those who know what that is and find that helpful that you don't have to pick the color. If you know, you just ask your client, what are your hex numbers? Uh, whatever that is, they tell you the hex numbers and then you can just type it in. Straight in. Correct. Yeah. And then, so if we preview this now, I'll just quickly save and then preview. Now it's large. Um, I turned that background into green from red. Um, and we're no longer full screen. And so having these abilities uh, and having different ones, right? So each one of your tags could be a different size, be different information um, within in itself. This is all also optimized for mobile. Um, and so on mobile, it um, the sizing doesn't really come into play. What it does is it, it takes over 70% um, of the screen space. So you can see that website in a nice view. And then when you close it, it takes you straight back. If, if I had a, a photo gallery, uh, can I have multiple photos? or videos within one? Yeah, um, so the photo gallery is a new feature that we're about to release. And so we're gonna be able to pull in the photos from Captured and create a gallery for you. Um, whilst that feature is in uh, development, if you were to use um, a website to like uh, a Flickr or similar that you could have your album on like this. So um, this is the top of this website, right? But quite easily, you could have this as your photo gallery moving through the space. Um, same thing with videos. Anything with a carousel um, linked in from a web page will work perfectly fine at the moment. Okay. Awesome. I, I think what I'd like to do is take us up to the kind of the, the big picture, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was just uh, um, reading today uh, an item in the We Get Around Network forum. One third of homes that sold in the past four weeks are under contract within seven days. 45% uh, of homes that are sold in the past four weeks are under contract within two weeks. Uh, I, I, this is probably a good time for, for Matterport service providers that have built a business about uh, around residential real estate to be starting to think about other verticals like retail, museums, events, education. And uh, it, it seems like what Captured has done is provided a feature set uh, through the Captured Creator Studio to en enable Matterport service providers to uh, uh, solve challenges uh, for retailers, museums, events, education, and other verticals uh, because of the feature set that you're providing. Yeah, for sure. It's really interesting to hear that data. Um, obviously, it's going to be different globally, but I think it's a trend that we're probably seeing with um, coming out of a pandemic um, people are interested in this property side of things. And so utilizing the exact same services and skills and hardware that we've all got um, and entering into new markets is going to be an amazing opportunity. And uh, a lot more of these spaces, like you mentioned in your list there, museums, uh, education um, facilities, uh, retail centers, they're now more open to these sort of technologies as well after um, the recent events. And so how can you then differentiate yourself rather than just providing a standard Matterport tour? Well, let's curate an experience. And so it's no longer just a tour. We're now creating experiences for our end clients. And all those tools that we went through today allow you to be unique in your offering back to your clients. And, and you know, that one of the, the words I, uh, that, that I focused uh, kind of resonated with me was uh, add-ons. Uh, everything you're talking about is can be positioned as an add-on. This doesn't have to be given away for free. I guess that begs the question, does this captured charge for captured creator studio? Yeah, so you would have seen at the start, um, we've still got our beta tag on it. Uh, it's still all, um, in public, completely available and all works perfectly. We use it regularly for ourselves. Uh, it's currently for free. So everything that we showed you today, there is for free. There is a $10, um, sorry, I was speaking in um, uh, US terms, seven US dollar um, virtual tour overlay fee, um, which gives you access to this, um, but outside of that, there's no extra additional costs. So at some point there, there may be, 
Yes, there will be um, in the future, but our intention is to keep this at a really low cost base. And so um, if you are aware of Captured and you know our pricing and our structures, um, there is nothing more than $16, which is that floor plan. Um, and so we're wanting to keep this as cheap as possible so people can make the use out of it. Okay. I'm only kind of thinking ahead is to offer an add-on and not get stuck because you've, you've uh, the Matterport service provider priced it out at X and, it, and all of a sudden that found out that feature was going to cost X and therefore they weren't making any money on it. So that's uh, that's at least something to keep in, in mind that there will be a charge, um, but to actually uh, challenge our viewers to be thinking about, ah, how can I do, uh, how might I use the captured creator studio feature set to add to do an add-on for existing clients, which actually may even be in residential real estate, but how might I be able to position the services that I offer within other verticals, knowing that you now have this feature set? Uh, museums, I thought was just a great example because it checked all the boxes, embedding media, adding audio, adding audio over the entire tour, adding audio for a unique scan point, adding audio, whether you hit certain into the room. I mean, it was like amazing as you went through this feature set to see all this. So uh, 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 I, I guess I would imagine that your, your team who's actually put together all these features are even curious of how Matterport service providers will use them, not only in, in expected ways, but perhaps in unexpected ways. Yeah, and that's the best thing about it for us. Um, a few things that I unpack uh, through that. So the first point um, around charging something and then um, something being charged in the future. Um, if you try anything on Captured at the moment, that's for free. Uh, it's always going to be for free that tour. We're not going to go back and charge you for it. And so feel free to uh, go enjoy that uh, and know that you're not going to be charged for it in the future. Any new properties when we do bring in pricing, obviously will. Um, that second part around being surprised, we're actually getting more, more and more surprised every day. And it's one of those things where um, it's just a great feeling. A lot more people have started doing these virtual galleries that I, um, I mentioned earlier in the show, where they're scanning beautifully um, empty studios and then putting up artworks on the wall digitally and now they're creating or curating these exhibitions or virtual exhibitions through these spaces and something we didn't even think of um, and there's just some amazing use cases and examples uh, for it coming into play and then uh, what we try to do as a team um, we try and lead the way in what we can do with our own tech and so that people can kind of see what comes before it um, about two years ago now the start of the pandemic we did the university example where we had that drone flights flying through multiple locations. Um, and so that was a really great education example that had a lot of these features in it, including audio and custom tags. Um, the museum example that we showed um, around there is one of the better museum examples in the piece. The retail one, I put it up on the Facebook forums a couple of weeks ago. We did for Nike as a retail example. Um, and something that I'm really uh, surprised at and what I try to communicate to the clients is um, people are coming, becoming aware of what a tour is worth in certain industries. Um, but when you're adding these add-ons, as you mentioned, that extension of thought allows you to increase your, your price sometimes three, four, five, six, ten times more than what you would actually charge. And you're really not doing all that much more. You're still getting that scan and you're just doing a little bit of post-production, but it's increasing the value that you can charge to your clients. Yeah. I, I my, my only thought on pricing uh, for our viewers is whatever you think that you're going to charge, and, and you have a price in mind, it's not enough. Yeah, it's a good philosophy. <laughs> yeah, I'm always surprised. Yeah, for sure. Um, is, is, uh, Stephen, is there anything else on uh, Captured Creator Studio that we should discuss? Um, we went through the studio pretty pretty thoroughly today. There's going to be more and more features coming into that space. It's, it's an area that we're really interested in. Um, all of our overlays are going to be coming into there. Um, but the one thing that we did mention a couple of times, but I just want to make sure that it's known is everything that we went through today, audio, um, staging, media, and tags, all of that is then available in augmented reality. Um, and so you space, uh, create your space within Creator Studio, then you use AR Connect from Captured, and you can actually see all of that in the real world in its position as you've placed it as well. Um, and so it's just a nice combination and connection between the features that we've got going. You're going to make my head explode. One day. One day, Dan. It, one it, day. It, it, it's crazy. Uh, Stephen, thanks for being on the show today. Really appreciate having on. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Awesome. We've been visiting with Stephen Kunis. Stephen is founder and CEO of Captured. Uh, we've been visiting about Captured uh, Creator Studio, 
And even beyond that, Captured offers floor plans, site plans, photo retouching, booking and scheduling, do-it-yourself virtual staging, augmented reality for Matterport spaces, branding, branded overlays, post-production. Uh, the, the list is uh, mind-blowing. Uh, encourage you to take a look at Captured. Uh, uh, I'm giving you the website with the We Get Around Network affiliate link, wgan.info forward slash captured. Uh, you'll get uh, a $90 captured credit to try out these other uh, services. Uh, Stephen, thanks again. I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum, and you've been watching WGAN-TV Live at 5.